Hello, everyone. I must say that I did the impossible of being a spiritually mature, devout kingdom disciple for the Holy Trinity as a self-described Christian at the age of five years old with an organized crime. So, imagine being taught, I am the Lord thy God. But, I saw organized crime figures having the Messiah complex as well as the God complex. Imagine being taught, thou shalt have no other gods before me. But I saw organized crime figures making materialism and all forms of materialism as their worship and praise. And they expressed a warped sense of thanksgiving for all the materialism that they acquired illegally. Therefore, all the materialism was also immoral as a result. Imagine being taught thou shalt not ha- thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image, but I would see organized crime figures creating shrines of themselves, others, their lust interest, and their love interests. Imagine being taught, thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, but religious persecutors would express hate crime desires for people who call themselves Christians and made human rights dishonoring statements regarding people who are church people too. And they would pretend to pray to God to bless them in terms of their criminal activities. They wanted to live large and use the name of God to live large unlawfully. And they did that as a way of mocking the adherence of the Christian faith. Imagine being taught, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy, but my dad when it came to his workaholism, worked sometimes on the weekends. And I, and I knew organized crime figures who would make illegal hustles on Sundays. Imagine being taught, honor thy father and thy mother But they're organized crime figures pretending to be my mother's and my father and my father's. And my 
My parents dishonored me by having me live with my mom's brother, who was a criminal. And he abused me and my brother in my mother's apartment. And my mother's deceased mother, who's also who also is the mother of my mom's brother. Um, saw the saw the abuse and did nothing about it. And they knew that I claimed and. The organized crime, some of the organized crime figures knew that I claimed God as my father. But I felt that they dishonored God by dishonoring me. And organized crime dishonors parents by immoral and illegal lifestyling. Imagine being taught. Thou shalt not kill, but killers would claim me as their family and kill in front of me and kill behind my back. And I would see drugs and alcohol killing people physically. And internally. Imagine being taught thou shalt not commit adultery, but adultery was rampant in organized crime, and that's how I became. a person within adultery during that time. Imagine adults and they're supposed to be people that you trust but they're treacherous and traitors. They're supposed to uphold a child but they choose not to safeguard a child. So that's spiritual adultery. Imagine being taught, thou shalt not steal. But I saw child sex work, child brothels and child sex clubs, stealing the giftedness and innocence of children. And I would see burglars, burglarize, and thieves who were stick-up kids. I would see illegal pawn shops making money. I would see bank robbers rob banks. I would see robbers rob. Imagine being taught thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor, but... There were false witnesses in organized crime who lied on each other just so they could put somebody in jail that is making more money than them, more popular than them, more physically powerful than them, and more feared than them. Imagine being taught, thou shalt not cover the neighbor's house, but... I knew criminals who stole each other's houses because, oh, your house is bigger than mine or you have more amenities in your house than mine or you have more um, extravagance in your house than mine. They would say these things, but not in it, but they're not put, I did, they didn't say it in an educated way. I'm saying what they said in an educated way. Imagine being taught, thou shalt not cover thy neighbor's wife, but... I knew people who would sleep with the wife on the wedding night. Sleep with people's wives on their wedding night. 
and I knew people who sleep with people's husbands on their wedding night. And these people are organized crime figures, men and women doing these things. Um, Thou shalt not covet or his slaves or his animals, anything of thy neighbor. Imagine being... Imagine being taught these things, but I witnessed animal abuse. I witnessed sexual slavery and just slavery in general. The 19th century style of slavery, organized crime, I saw that. And any form of materialism was confiscated. Organized crime figures would just take it and bootleg it and try to make money from it, which they did. So imagine being taught not to covet, but covetousness is normal to organized crime. And then imagine being taught, you shall set up these stones which are coming today, or argarism, sedaka. Imagine, as a child, I had... I was put in a position where because men were disrespecting women, you know, sexually violently and physically violently, I was forced to, I had no choice, but I was forced to stone these guys. I mean, picking up rocks and throwing it at them. And they would come at women with a machete and I would use the machete on them. I would yank the machete in midair. I would tase them. I would, um, use mace on them because they would try to use these things on women and I used these things back on them. I even did the hot grits splashing on them like what happened to Al Green because sometimes men would try to be sexually violent, physically violent women in their homes and they would do this while women were cooking and, and I remember at times they would, you know, this was breakfast. Now, not breakfast, but um, sometimes they would make breakfast, lunch, or dinner type food during after school hours, right? And because sometimes people do that, it's like going to IHOP. You can see people having a pancake, and it's eight o'clock at night. I mean, that's normal. A lot of people do it. It's prevalent. So sometimes women would make like the hot grits or pancakes or it could be hot dogs, it could be steak, it could be even vegetables and fruits, all types of protein, it could be soul food, whatever, all types of food. And sometimes the men would try to do these things while women were cooking. Sometimes it was a sneak attack, sometimes it was, I don't care that you're cooking, I I, I want you uh, sadistically, or I'm gonna start arguing with you, and then you know, make it, make it, and give myself a reason for me to do this to you, and I would see it. And so I would, I did splash hot grits on the guys, and the women weren't, were never mad at me for it because these guys were super strong, and the only thing I could do was splash them with hot grits. So they ended up in the hospital. Me and the women, no, me and the woman, we didn't call the hospital, but someone did. And the guy was too scared to admit, okay, I actually did this. But the woman, she called, she didn't call the hospital, she called 911. She called with another witness who saw it. And that guy was hospitalized and in jail for many, many years to come. Yeah, I and it could be just any food and I would I would take I would quickly take the food out off the pan or the pot because the you know I I only did the hot grits on the, but I didn't want to make it a habit of every time she's cooking, put the food on the guy. I just thought my first time it happened, I I put I burned the guy with hot grits. And then I beat him with the skillet. 
while it was still hot. And thankfully the skillet didn't break. Well, the first time I used the skillet, it broke. So a kind neighbor bought her another skillet. So I beat him with another guy with that same skillet and it didn't break because I didn't hit him as hard. Um, that's what occurred because um, I promised her I would never break anything she had again. And um, she was like, hey, if you break it again, it's cool. My neighbors keep going to buy you stuff. You, you looking out for me. I'm, you know, no apology needed. And um, it was just the fact that sometimes she would pick guys that were just the same pattern. I had to tell her, stop picking these type of guys. And she listened and she never picked another. She would never pick those type of guys ever again. Those guys are just up to no good. So each time, this happened about three, four, five times. Um, just, she would invite guys, these guys, early, you know, to her home and rush to a relationship. And they turn out to be male horror stories. And so the first time I just burned the guy with hot grits and then I, um, and then he was hospitalized in prison. The second one, I just beat him with a skillet, hospitalized, but he was in prison because her neighbor was cool with her. Because, you know, even the neighbor's trying to tell her, tell her to, you know, was with me. When we, and I was first saying, stop picking these guys. The neighbor said, you know, Antonio's right. That's the only thing the neighbor said. And the neighbor was a woman. And so I beat the guy, the second guy, you know, she was cooking and he was trying to be violent with her sexually and physically and took the skillet and I ruined his life with the skillet. I even beat him with a, the pot and the pan while it was still hot. I was able to hold it from the handle part. I never touched the hot part because I would have gotten burned. But while it was still, and I turned the stove off, but it was still hot, meaning the part where you cook the food. And before the second and fifth time, second through the fifth times, what I would do, I would do this. I would I would, I would quickly uh, grab a fork or a spoon, put her food to the side, turn the stove off and I'm doing this real fast it's dangerous um and I beat him with the skillet then the third four times it was the pot then it was the pan then the fifth time I basically grabbed a folding chair and beat up the fifth guy I just the fifth time I was like okay I'm going to just leave her cooking stuff alone. I'm going to let her get back to cooking, but I'm going to turn everything off, which I did. I just turned the whole stove off. Turned it off. Folding chair nearby. Picked it up. Unfolded the, you know. I, it was a folding chair, but it was in sitting motion, so I unfolded the chair. I had to fold it, actually. And I just bashed the guy with the folding chair. Um, yeah, um, that's what happened with that guy. Actually, I folded the chair. It was unfolded and I folded the chair and then just wailed on him with it. So I about five times. So it was, it's not something that I glamorize, but it goes to show you what I struggled with. And um, the other times that I was in her home, she didn't bring anybody in her home ever again. Um, she only let me and the, the neighbor come in the home. She's like, you know what? My toxic, no, no, my family can't come, my friends. She's like, my friends, they, she just didn't want people in her home that she wasn't close to. She felt close to me. So she gave me an extra key to the house and sometimes she wasn't there. And the neighbor said, oh, you can wait for her. She'll be here about 10 minutes. So I would 
you know, me and the neighbor would be on her front porch just chilling. She would come by, and then we would eat, watch TV, drink non-alcoholic drinks, laugh, and be silly. That's what we would do. And they would, would age-appropriate kind of talk, basically. That's what would happen. Um, and all these guys were hospitalized, and they served jail. They served mountains of years of jail time. And she told the police, I'm not picking these guys anymore because it happened five times. And she was like, you know, I've changed. I'm, I'm leaving these knucklehead niggas alone. Those are exact words. Um, that's what she told the police. So that's what happened. And um, I just remember... Um, I used a taser one time. It was just some guy who says some threatening words to a woman and we out and about and we just talking on the sidewalk and I had my taser on me and he was looking at her threatening to threatening her sexually and physically so I took I pulled out my taser. I tased him, hospitalized, and then some witness said, this is what he said, and the witness actually said, well, she defended herself, they left me out of it, and the woman and witness agreed, let's leave Antonio out of this, Antonio's a good guy, I actually like that he tased this guy, and that guy was in the hospital, and he served decades in jail for many years to come, a lot of these guys, they were known for doing dirt and criminal deeds so that's why they were in jail for been in jail for so long and people just left me out of it because I was the only person they knew willing to protect women and girls so in their mind why would I incriminate a guy who means women and girls absolutely no harm that's what happened I'm not celebrating any of this, and yes, you know, none of these things should have happened, but I'm just telling you these hard facts about what occurred. Um, Another time, I'm talking with a woman on a sidewalk, you know, like I normally would, and some guy stepped on her foot and bust out laughing. He kept walking. I looked at the woman. She looked at me. And she looked at me as if to say, I want you to do something about that. She just, her look just said it. So while the guy was walking, I ran up on him. And I knocked him slam out. I mean, I two-pieced him. He was laid out on the floor, on the ground, on the sidewalk ground. And other women actually saw what he did to that woman. And after I two-pieced him, knocked him to the ground, other women went up on that guy who was on the ground and started savagely beating him, drawing blood while he was on the ground. because he had a reputation for being trifling to women and girls. And that guy was reported on that night so much that not only was he hospitalized, life in prison without parole, a lot of guys who disrespected women because of what I did, because of me standing up to these guys, they usually life without the possibility of parole was the legal punishment that they would get. And they would serve these year all this time in prison, but their whole face would be rearranged and changed because of what me and the women witnesses would physically do to these guys in terms of physical damage. Um, and this all happened when I was about five. And um, 
you know, another guy beating with bricks because he was trying to use these bricks on a woman. You know, these guys are reputation with violent. You know, this guy had a violent reputation regarding women, and he came out one more with a brick. So I took the brick from him, and I bricked his face up. Hospitalized. Life without parole, because he was hurting other women physically. And um, what do I remember? I remember. Um, I used a baton on a guy. Somehow he stole the police baton or bought and lied and saying he bought it, but he actually stole the police baton and he was coming at a woman with one. I yanked the baton from him and I batoned him to the point of bruises and contusions. And because he was one of those violent with women guys, hospitalized, life without parole in jail. Um, that's exactly what I remember. Um, one time I beat a guy with a tree branch, I beat up two guys with a tree branch and a stick because these were other guys who were violent with women on two separate occasions. Um, coming at a woman with violence, they... They came at her with a tree branch and a stick. So I tree branched them to the point of blood and I sticked them up with blood. When I say stick them up, I mean beat them with a stick and I beat them with a tree branch. Hospitalized life without the possibility of parole. That's what just kept happening. And people kept not telling me because everywhere I went, they would say, you're the only one who's willing to protect us women and girls. That's exactly what they would say to me. So that's why they're like, we're so loyal to you. We'll never tell on you when it comes to anything. Nobody wanted to tell on me. I wasn't scary to those people. They never feared me. They weren't like, oh my God, you're the infamous Tonio. We shouldn't. It was never that. It was, hey, you're like the perfect gentleman. And they would say, we, we like that you even use the word chivalry and you embody it perfectly. So however you defend us, if that means they don't breathe anymore, oh, well, we cool with it. And they always say it in unison. And none of this should happen. I understand none of this should happen. Manipulation, being parentified, adultified, and infantilized. Okay, all this happened to me. It did. And, you know, tampering with evidence, lying, perjury, you know, witnesses and, you know, testifying without the part of me being violent towards those guys. I get it. Yes, all this happened. I remember other times guys were violent or other guys were trying to be violent women in terms of, it could be shoes, it could be coat hangers, it could be a, a switch from a tree, it could be extension cords, it could be lamps, and they would come at women with all these things, all these inanimate objects. And I would yank all these things from these men. And I would use all those inanimate objects on those men so severely that they were hospitalized, got surgery, and they all served life in prison without the possibility of parole. So that's what occurred. So now that I've told you all the gory parts of organized crime, let's get back to 
my Christian faith at that time, shall we? Yes, we should. And I must say that all the women witnesses beat up all these guys with me and they and that's how these guys had all these faiths. But without further ado, Christian Faith Antonio as a child. I wanna tell you exactly how I um saw God back then. Let me just tell you exactly how I saw him. And my adult self supports all of the tradi- all of the traditional beliefs of Christianity that my child self has. So my child self and my adult self are one and the same. We are of oneness and wholeness when it comes to each other because we're the exact same person. So child Antonio sees God as daddy, father, eternal father, our father, the mighty one, the last Adam, the second Adam, my Lord, the Lord God of hosts, our advocate, advocate with the father, a consuming fire, chief cornerstone, Allah, the almighty, almighty God, ruler of all, ruler of the universe, Elah and Elaha, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last, the All-Sufficient One, the Amen, the Ancient of Days, the Anointed One, the Christ, the Apostle and High Priest, the Atoning Sacrifice for Our Sins, the Author and Finisher of Our Faith, the Author Perfecter of Faith, the Author of Eternal Salvation, the author of life, the author of peace, the mighty one of Jacob, the baptizer, the creator, the creator of Israel, the beginning, the beginning and end, the beginning of the creation of God, beloved son, the blessed and only sovereign, the blessed and only potentiate, the blessed hope, the branch, the branch of righteousness, the bread of God, the bread of life, the breaker, as in the deliverer, the bridegroom, the bride is the church, the body of all true followers of Christ, the brightness of his glory, the bright morning star, a buckler to all those that trust in him, a buckler to them that walk uprightly, the builder of all things by whom all things were made both in heaven and on earth, the captain of their salvation, our champion in battle, the chief apostle, the chief cornerstone, the chief shepherd, the Christ, the Christ of God, Christ Jesus, Christ Jesus our Lord, Christ our Passover, Christ the Lord, Christ the power of God, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God, Christ the King of Israel, the comforter, confidence of all the ends of the earth, confidence of them that are far off upon the sea, consolation of Israel, consuming fire, the cornerstone, counselor, covenant for all people, the creator, creator of all things, created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, the creator of Israel. Jehovah God, Yahweh, creator of the ends of the earth, the dawn from on the dawn from on high, day spring from on high, the day star, the deliverer, the deliverer out of Zion, the healer, the set freer. The desire of all nations, uh, Lord or Master, one who wields unrestricted power, the door, the door, the sheep, potentiate a, the king with the mighty power, 
the earnest of our inheritance, God, the Holy Spirit. I am that I am or I am who I am. L, generic word for God. El or Elah. It means Allah, God. Elaith, um, El Barith, God of the Covenant. El Elohi Yisrael, El Elohi Israel, or Elo El Elohel Israel. El, the God of Israel, God, the God of Israel, Most High God, the Mighty God. Um, Eloah, um, my God or God of Abraham, um, the everlasting God or the eternal God, Elohim or Elohim or Elohim, Eloi, he is, meaning God, El Roy, the God who sees me, God of seeing, God Almighty, El Shaddai, um, the eternal spirit, the eternal life, the eternal one, eternal father, everlasting king, everlasting God, everlasting father, faithful and true, the faithful witness, the father, father of mercies, father of the fatherless, the father of spirits, the fear of Isaac, the first and the last, the first begotten, the firstborn from the dead, the firstborn of all creation, the firstborn among many brothers, firstborn of every creature, the former of all things, fountains of living water, fountain of living waters, fullness of the Godhead bodily, glorious Lord, glory of their strength, glory of thy people Israel, God, God Almighty, God alone, God Father of all, God Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, God full of compassion, God most high, God manifest in the flesh, God my maker, God my rock. Those are all the ways that I saw God when I was in such a pitiless world of organized crime. And that's pretty much how I became organized crime. And I remember, I can tell you this. As a child, I witnessed child escort services and organized crime. And that's how I define the commandment against stealing, thou shalt not steal, when I was in that world. And what helped me was um, I, um, As a Christian at that time, as a child, I chose to be of Christ-like alertness, Christ-like attentiveness, Christ-like availability, Christ-like boldness, Christ-like cautiousness, Christ-like compassion, Christ-like contentment, Christ-like creativity, Christ-like decisiveness, Christ-like deference, Christ-like dependability, Christ-like dependability, Christ-like determination, Christ-like diligence, Christ-like discernment, Christ-like discretion, Christ-like endurance, Christ-like enthusiasm, Christ-like faith, Christ-like flexibility, Christ-like forgiveness, Christ-like generosity. Christ-like gentleness, Christ-like gratefulness, Christ-like hospitality, Christ-like humility, Christ-like initiative, Christ-like joyfulness, Christ-like justice, Christ-like love, Christ-like loyalty, Christ-like meekness, Christ-like obedience, Christ-like orderliness, Christ-like patience, Christ-like persuasiveness, Christ-like punctuality, Christ-like resourcefulness, Christ-like responsibility, Christ-like reverence, Christ-like security, Christ-like self-control, Christ-like sensitivity, Christ-like sincerity, Christ-like thriftiness, Christ-like thoroughness, Christ-like tolerance, Christ-like truthfulness, Christ-like wisdom, and Christ-like virtue. 
Because as a child, I chose to war against devilish unawareness, devilish unconcern, devilish self-centeredness, devilish fearfulness, devilish rashness, devilish indifference, devilish covetousness, devilish underachievement, devilish double-mindedness, devilish rudeness, devilish inconsistency, devilish faint-heartedness, devilish slothfulness, devilish judgment, devilish simple-mindedness, devilish giving up, devilish apathy, devilish presumption, devilish resistance, devilish rejection, devilish stinginess, devilish harshness, devilish unthankfulness, devilish loneliness, devilish pride, devilish unresponsiveness, devilish self-pity, devilish fairness, devilish selfishness, devilish unfaithfulness, devilish anger, devilish willfulness, devilish disorganization, devilish restlessness, devilish contentiousness, devilish tardiness, devilish wastefulness, devilish unreliability, devilish disrespect, devilish anxiety, devilish self-indulgence, devilish callousness, devilish hypocrisy, devilish extravagance, devilish incompleteness, devilish prejudice, devilish deception, devilish natural inclinations, and devilish impurity. That's what I chose to combat as a child. And so, um, I could honestly say, um, all these things that, yes, child Christian Antonio and adult religious skeptic Antonio are the exact same person. And I can honestly say that adult me loves all the traditional beliefs of Christianity of child me. Adult me is a version of child me, but more importantly, child me is the version of the adult me. We are, child me and adult me, we are versions of each other and we are expressions of each other. And, um, I'll just be honest with you. As a child, I believed in evangelism, baptism, monotheism, communion, the ascension, liturgy, crucifixion, atonement, and the holy sacrament. And the adult me thinks, I'm glad you believe all those things, child me. And a child me believes that as a Christian, I should be monotheistic. I'm talking about time that my grandma Claire was teaching me things. So adult me notices that child me is a monotheistic Christian. Adult me notices that child me believes there's only one God and he created the heavens and the earth and that this divine Godhead consists of three parts, the Father, God himself, the Son, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit, right? So... That's adult me. Noticing what my child self believes. Basically, I'm going to tell you everything that um, adult me notices that my child me believes. So, child me believes in all the basic beliefs of Christianity. Child Christian Antonio believes that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, fully human and fully divine, and that through believing in him and following his teachings, we all can inherit eternal life. And the adult me says, hey, I'm glad you believe those things. So, this is what child me believes. Child me says that Christianity traces its beginning to the miraculous birth, adult ministry, death, resurrection of Jesus of Nazareth, known as Jesus Christ. Over 2,000 years ago in Palestine, today's Israel, Jesus was born into a humble Jewish family. His mother was a young peasant woman named Mary. So all this makes my child me leap for joy. And my adult me says, keep on keeping on. 
Child me says Christians believe that his father was the Holy Spirit of God, making Jesus both fully human and fully divine. His earliest followers came to believe that he was the Messiah or messenger sent by God to free God's people from slavery, sin, and death. God sent his son Jesus in human form so that people would be would better understand God as a caring and loving parent. And the adult me says, keep on, keep it on. Child me says, Jesus lived and experienced the suffering of humans. Jesus healed the sick and told stories or parables and preached sermons that taught what God wanted people to do, to love God with all their hearts and love their neighbors as themselves. Jesus taught by example by being loving and forgiving himself. Jesus taught others to be loving and forgiving, especially toward those who were considered outcasts in society. This is the central message of Jesus' teaching. And the adult me says, keep on keeping on. Child me says, during his adult ministry, Jesus built up a loyal following led by his 12 disciples. But Jesus also made enemies among the religious and political leaders of his time. In the end, these powerful leaders were so threatened by Jesus' growing following that the Roman governor, Pilate, sentenced Jesus to death and had him crucified, along with Caiaphas. And Herod and Pilate became friends that day. Frenemies, actually. But they did become friends that day. In the end, these powerful leaders were so threatened by Jesus' growing following that the Roman governor sentenced Jesus to death and had him crucified. The third day after Jesus' death, his followers found his tomb empty and discovered that he had been raised from the dead. Christians believe that the painful sacrifice of Jesus' life on the cross showed how God, much God loves God's people. Jesus paid with his life on earth for the sins of the world. And the adult me says, keep on keeping on. Child me says, Chris, you know... Yes, we as Christians believe that in raising Jesus from the dead, God showed that Jesus' message of love and forgiveness is more powerful than death, and that believing in Jesus and following the example of his life and his teaching would lead to eternal life after death. The resurrection, rising from the dead, is a sign of God's salvation offered to all people. After his resurrection, Jesus Christ's followers spread his message throughout the world, creating the Christian church. Today, there are about 2 billion Christians living all over the world. And the adult me says, keep on keeping on. So here are all the beliefs of child Antonio that the adult me respects. Child me says, the essence of Jesus' teaching comes from his summary of the Jewish law he grew up with. Love God with all your heart, soul, and mind. Love your neighbor as yourself. Christians also seek to follow the Ten Commandments God gave Moses to give the Israelites. Worship no other God but me. Do not make images to worship. Do not misuse the name of God. Observe the Sabbath day, Sunday for Christians. Keep it holy. Honor and respect your father and mother. Do not murder. Do not commit adultery. Do not steal. Do not accuse anyone falsely. Do not tell lies about other people. Do not envy others' possessions. And... My adult self says, keep on keeping on. What is the sacred text of Christianity? The sacred text of Christianity, I mean, according to, ch- this is what my child me would say. Child me says, the sacred text of Christianity is the Holy Bible. The Christian Bible is two parts of the Old Testament, which is essentially the, the Hebrew scriptures of Jesus' time, the New Testament, which contains writings about Jesus Christ and about the early church. The four Gospels of work meaning good news of the New Testament are accounts of Jesus' life and teaching of his death and resurrection. The New Testament also contains the Acts of the Apostles, which describes early growth of the Christian church, the letters of Paul and other important leaders in the early church, the letters to the Hebrews, and the book of Revelation. The New Testament teaches that salvation comes through believing the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ and following his teachings. It teaches that salvation is a gift God extends freely through Jesus Christ to all people. And child me says, keep on keeping on. Child me believes in biblical inerrancy, biblical infallibility, the Bible being completely divinely breathed, and the Bible being completely divinely inspired. And adult me says, keep on keeping on. The adult me is a non-denominational, I'm sorry, the child me is a non-denominational Christian. And the adult me says, keep on keeping on. So now you understand more of how I overcame organized crime and all the traumas of my childhood.
child me joins the church, stays in the church, loves the church, loves God's people, loves other kingdom disciples, loves all Christians, fellowships with other Christians, and has discipleship with other Christians. Loves the pulpit, loves the ministry, loves the ministries, loves the choir law, loves the pews, loves the parishioners, loves the regular guests, loves the members, loves the choir members, loves the attendees, loves the family members of God, the community of faith, the family of God, the family of faith, loves the early church, loves the modern church. Loves the visitors of the church. Loves the tithers, the givers. Those who don't give, those who don't tithe. Those who give love offerings and those who don't. Child me loves all the religious honorifics and styles that are that are within Christianity. And my child self is into spirit. Being a spirit is into spiritualized humanism patterned by Mahatma Gandhi because my child self believed that all religions are humans' ways of being more like Jesus and living as Jesus would live and pleasuring the heart of Jesus. And I looked at all religions as multiple ways to get to the one way and my child self believes all these things and the adult self my adult self says my child self keep on keeping on child me And my child self would say, what's the one way? Jesus being the way, the truth, and the life. And my adult me says to my child me, keep on keeping on. Child me says the Bible is God's word, 100%. The word of God, 100%. And adult me says... Keep on keeping on with a squeeze, with squeeze hugs. And we're both leaping for joy together as a singular unit. Because remember, we are one with each other. We're whole with each other. In other words, we are oneness and wholeness, my adult self and my child self. And I appreciate your interpretations of what I mean. My child self is into eradicating sinfulness and iniquities of all kinds. And my adult self says, well done, God's faithful, Lord God's faithful servant. You've been faithful over countless things that God says to be faithful over. And you have gladdened the heart of God, the Lord, and you've gladdened God's heart each and every second of your life with the entirety of the fiber of your being molded and crafted and shaped and formulated by the Most High.